0: Yep. Cool, let's do this. This is episode one of the Blurred Lines podcast. Blurred meaning black nerd. Um, As said by Turk in uh, Scrubs, probably some season some episode more than likely. I am Brave and the Grown-Up Kid with Legend. This is my uh, younger brother. You've probably heard us mention him a couple times on uh, the kickback. Legend, how are you today? Good, doing good. So, um, the whole idea of the Blurred Lines podcast was really just, like, exploring nerd culture from a black perspective, which, to be honest, for most of this, just means exploring nerd culture and also being black at the same time, which, like, All right. yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, let's see, what are we are gonna start with? Oh, so this week, um, with the quarantine, we've been catching up on a bunch of old shit that we should have, like, been watching. Um... I have been watching, like, a bunch of, like, documentaries, not really nerdy, I don't really want to say, but, like, so when I say nerdy, I usually, I I mean it for, like, what, movies, TV, music, or movies and TV, mostly, movies, comics, games, you know, like, that kind of thing, um, TV, so I've been catching up on a bunch of different movies, a bunch of different documentaries, um, what have you been watching this week, though?
1: Um, catching up on Silicon Valley, and then a lot of, like writing videos so that's stuff. pretty like, nerdy
0: just off rip right there yeah, in Silicon it's, Valley. it's
1: pretty good though it's, it's pretty
0: so I watched like an episode or two with you I was kind of busy so I couldn't really you know I wasn't really like there there but I, I think I watched an episode or two with you it looked good um I don't really have any like I don't know so like you how many episodes have you watched
1: uh almost eight seven, seven. it's not exactly funny, but it is a
0: sitcom. So. Is it one of those things that's more humorous than funny? Yes, I think. So like, it, it doesn't have like the big ha ha moments, but like the whole time you're just like kind of like oh. Yes, so I
1: think it's kind of they just put uh, uh, sitcom because it is half an hour long and drums are usually an hour. So. <laughs> just like Atlanta. What were
0: you telling me? Okay, Atlanta's is actually a pretty good example of that because like, I feel like if you break it down into what a sitcom is. As far as like the, like Wikipedia, Merriam Webster, we looked at this and this is what it means. Meaning, it is a situational comedy in that there are situations where there are comedy. Is that how it is?
1: Pretty much, but it kind of like they, the first episode starts with like a simple idea of um, they need a logo or something like that. And then it's sp- spent with them figuring out and one guy freaking out the other. Pretty much they're all freaking out actually about how it's going to get accomplished. So that's where the humor comes from. The humor comes from people just freaking out about things. Okay,
0: but I feel like the definition of sitcom is kind of expanded too, because like, yes. wouldn't you consider something like Archer a sitcom almost?
1: Yes, almost any comedy is kind of I would consider yeah. a sitcom. Yeah, it's. I think this
0: was our argument over like the Good Place, because I didn't think the Good Place was funny like at all. But you humorous were telling parts. me that
1: what's up? It's a lot of humorous parts. But yeah,
0: you were telling me that it's not like like I think Brooklyn 9 is funny. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine a lot. I like Parks and Rec. Um what was the other show that I mean I'm a huge fan of Archer. But so but I feel like an Archer is one of those shows where they're constantly making jokes. Like every scene has at least a joke in it. It's constantly making jokes, but it seemed like Good Place wasn't like that. But you were telling me that like Good Place is a comedy in like the ancient Greek way where it's basically not a tragedy.
1: Yes. A lot of a lot of shows like that are happening now. Like, um, is that good? I like it, um, but it doesn't make for because for the, most of the time comedies are funny. And it doesn't really make for funny if it just has a happy ending in it. So a lot of things are because the tragedy. The only difference between a comedy and tragedy is a happy ending versus a bad ending. Yeah, and you're talking like in the like the ancient Greece yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of those newer shows are trying to kind of blur the lines with it and. At some point, it becomes: What are you? Are you trying to make people laugh, or are you trying to make them think? Like, what's the actual goal to your well, show? Well, I feel like there's a
0: bunch of shows that are like the in, these in between shows because like, you have Preacher that is that a comedy? I guess there are jokes in it, but it's not. Especially like the later seasons. Like I haven't watched the last one yet, but like, seasons three and four aren't funny. Like season two is pretty funny, but season three is not. When they go to Angelville, yeah, it's it, not funny. There's a lot of dark shit in that show, like season... Or episode three... and Or uh, season three and season four.
1: So Preacher is not funny, but, but it is coming. in a... Well, it's because looking from an outside in, it's very... from It's supposed to be jokes about religion and so, super self-aware jokes about religion.
0: I think, too, what helps is, like, in music... Like, like this is not music podcast. That's the other one. But from a music perspective, you have, like is this a rap album or is this an album? Like, Change Gambino's a great example of this. Like, they listed Awaken My Love under hip-hop for like two weeks. And it's like, is this a rap album or is this an album that a rapper made? And I feel like Seth Rogen is kind of in that category of like, just because he produced it doesn't make it funny. Because he produced Preacher, right?
1: Yeah. He even, I think he helped write a couple episodes. He's a super comic book nerd. Um, But, yeah, you can tell from like his everything. He, yeah, he, he was very invested in Preacher. He even talks about it a lot. He's read the comics, all that stuff. And it's very, y- you can see where he inserts his funny dialogue in it. It's very. Yeah, funny.
0: yeah, you can tell. There's a couple places.
1: Especially when they're talking about Big Lebowski. It's very, it's very funny. It, but. <laughs> yeah,
0: it Big Lebowski is actually a great example of another, like, it's not necessarily like laugh out loud funny. But there's a lot of humor, and I think a lot of the humor comes from uh, from a lot of stuff now, just from comes from being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, that's what a lot of people have been saying to do. Humor comes from two places: being uncomfortable, and then setting up a joke earlier, and then like recurring gags to set up a joke. Basically, Arrested Development is oh, huge at that. Recurring
0: gags to set up a joke.
1: Re- Arrested Development does it. Like what? Um, you see, you constantly see hand, hands everywhere, and Buster's always acknowledging a hand. And then later, he gets his arm uh, bitten off by a loose seal, who's his mom's name is Lucille. It's oh. a lot of that stuff. Oh, wow, of stuff.
0: okay. But is that common to Arrested Development? Or, or, yes. or is that common, or is that just Arrested Development did that?
1: Kind of just that right now. It, okay.
0: Well, you know what? There's a lot of stuff, like BoJack Horseman's one of my favorite shows ever, and that's got a lot of stuff like that in there, where they'll set up this... So what they do in BoJack Horseman... And it, yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett did that too. Well, I'm not sure if he did it, but I know Will Arnett's producer, so there had to have been some sort of, you know, I'm um, looking for influence. Uh, there had to have been some sort of influence from Arrested Development because what you see a lot in Bill Jerry Horseman is like they'll set up like there's one that was hilarious. They had a plot where Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd wanted to make the most pasta they possibly could. So. Yeah. They had a giant colander. And around that same time, there was a shipment of of spaghetti coming in. And then Bojack and Diane, were they had their own plots. And it was like this. You had no idea how these three things were going to come together. Because it was like Diane, who was married to Mr. Peanutbutter at the time, was like, Oh, well, you have all these crazy ideas. And I need to go work on this book that I'm working on. And so, like, but it ends up being this whole plot point. But the plot point is only recognize that way they can make a tongue twister pun joke and just move right on to the next scene it's like it's crazy because like there's like an hour-long episode where they spend 15 minutes per character talking about these calendars in the middle of the ocean making a bunch of spaghetti at one time from a ship like from a ship shipping container and i don't remember what it is but they like made it for one joke that lasted like 10 seconds and just never mentioned it
1: again. <laughs> like Arrested Devel- like Arrested Development is huge on that. Um also the first episode? Who wrote that? Of, uh well Who wrote it
0: wrote it, Because like, I think Ron Howard, isn't he? The-
1: he's a he's a producer, same with and then um they did Avengers, what's their name? Oh the Russo Brothers. Russo Brothers were directors, I'm not sure about on like third they wrote episode, it. Right? Yeah. And it's basically a lot of people. But that's also in that show, so
0: and uh, I think yeah. a lot of the stuff that we'll learn that does kind of builds on each other too. Because, like, when he did Flake, is basically Bojack Horseman. But if you watch it with, like, real people and not anthropomorphic animals.
1: Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Flaked. I could see myself watching Bojack more. It's just that it's show. slow. Bo-
0: yeah. So, Flake, the reason why I really, really liked Flake was because it was in between seasons, like, is it two and three? Two and three and 34. It was in between seasons of Bojack Horseman. And so it's like if like like imagine if between seasons of Rick and Morty, um, Justin Roiland came out with a new TV show, like in between seasons, you'd be like, like he, it's not the same, but like
1: what he's k- kind of doing with his uh, new show coming out. Actually, yeah,
0: yeah. What's it called? It's a really good
1: name. So, someone saved... Is it? I can't remember if that's the video game he made. Trevor saves the world of thousand. No, 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 game. no. That's the video game. Let okay. me
0: see if I can find the. Oh, what is it called? It's um, it's a really good name. It's like, uh, oh, I, I don't remember. It's let me let me let me see if I can find it. Justin Roiland new show. Wow, it's the second thing on
1: Solar Opposites. Yes, that's that's it's such a great name.
0: What's coming out of Hulu.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought was weird. Hulu isn't exactly known for its quality TV shows, but it's I think they have some good stuff trying on Trying
0: to compete with Netflix because there's a lot of good stuff on Hulu that's coming out.
1: Yeah, but the problem with Netflix is that they're kind of bankrupting themselves on all this stuff.
0: I don't think that matters. I really don't. Because I think you're always going to have investors that do Netflix, and I think that you're always going to have a following for Netflix. But the problem How many is, people do you think have Netflix just because they never canceled? it?
1: I would say a decent amount of people. I think
0: it's a solid 40% of people. just Because I don't think Netflix gives many new viewers.
1: But I could see Netflix definitely doing an originals cost now cost money. That sort of thing. Uh, I don't say
0: that. Don't say that. No, I'm not sure if they can do that because there's different shows that are like depending on your region. So how would you do that? How would you it's
1: I could see it definitely going the route of Amazon. That Amazon video, yeah.
0: No, I think as long as Amazon exists and people see hey, Amazon sucks outside of like the boys. Which I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the the boys, just it's, for the reasons. But. I mean, I'm
1: telling you, it's different than the comic. I know it's it is, but the com-
0: i read the comic probably too young to be on. No, hang on. I went to a comic shop in Virginia, so no, so I would've been like 19. So maybe not too young, but like the first. I have I have the first edition, or not first edition, but I have the first issue somewhere. Like it's, I think somewhere in a unit. But um,
1: the writer of it wrote uh S- supernatural, and he toned down. He said he took on everything to the point of the people who, uh, fans of the comics don't like the show and fans of the show don't like the comics. They said, don't well, the read it. The
0: problem with the comics is that it's very mean spirited.
1: Yeah. And that's what he took. Well, it still is. It's everything's there. It's just way toned no, down. No, but
0: like so it's the comics. Like here's my issue with the boys in the comics is that like, like in the comic, the problem is it makes sense more in the comics too. Number one. Because, like, the way that they write Starlight, um, I think her name's Starlight, or Starbright or something like that. Starlight. And it's Starlight. The way they write her is that she basically ha- um, it's, like, raped by every member of the Seven, except for Queen Maeve. And then when she meets Queen Maeve, she's like, yeah, that's what happens.
1: So, it's just the Deep in,
0: in this. Sense. But, like, the Deep, I don't think the Deep exists in the comics. So, it's like, you made a whole kit. Ca- but, like, the problem is, it works to show how shitty these characters are. But it's way darker.
1: Yeah, that's the... Because now,
0: it's like, okay, well now, maybe just the deep sea asshole. But no, in the comics, it's like, oh, everybody sucks.
1: It is still everyone. But it's, they all aren't the same sort of bad. They're all totally different. Like, Homelander, he's a dick, but he's not the kind of dick he was in the comics. He's just way more of, if Captain America and Superman could do anything they want, that's his... That's pretty much who he was in the comics. But it's not like super gratuitous. It's, um...
0: Oh, because in the comics, he... Well, I mean, they kind of... I, I see elements of it, but it does look like they tone it down. Because, like, in a comic book, if you show somebody getting their head punched off, it's like, oh, man, that can never happen. And I feel like you can't do that in a TV show the well, same way.
1: I mean, he he melted someone's head with his... Right, but, like,
0: that was, like, every other page in certain parts of the comics. But like, he did that all the time in the comic.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of parts of the comics were very... Like, they expanded on the gore of a lot of things way more so they definitely it's still there but they toned it down a lot
0: and so i think that and honestly there's certain things that like for me i was like "Eh, i just don't want to. yeah it's fine Uh, umbrella academy is pretty good um i actually was reading doom patrol um i i think you got me the book it's like the actual like whole edition and uh Yeah, I was reading Doom Patrol, and I like that. I mean, it's weird. See, I was reading it when I was kind of tired and I had the TV on, and then I realized, like, okay, I need to, like, dedicate some time to this. Because it'll be, like, it goes all over the place. It's nuts. Isn't Beast Boy in that? Um, not in the original one, no. In the new Doom Patrol, he is. Actually, no, have you heard of Doomsday Clock? Yeah. What do you think about them bringing Watchmen into the rest of the DC I
1: heard they're not going to do anything yet, but they're also bringing Marvel in and I heard that Thor is gonna show up Hulk's gonna show okay, up cool. as the, as like gods of strength, gods of lightning, gods oh, of and okay. they're gonna like, it's cause apparently in a couple because if you can have an alternate reality of any reality you want, you can all, Marvel also exist. But that.
0: I think my thing with the Doomsday Clock, what I would have rather seen them do, and this is an idea that I've given you, or that I've kicked around for a while but like, it doesn't make sense for Batman his first thing to be like I'm gonna dress as a bat what makes a lot more sense is if, as he was growing up, he heard about Night Owl and Rorschach. Oh, yeah. In the original Watchmen, or I guess Miniman in this case. And that was who he was like.
1: They kind of hint at that in the original Watchmen movie, but that one technically... The one that
0: Zack uh, yeah.
1: Snyder did? Yeah, te- but technically... Yeah, that that because
0: one. he saves, like, who is it? I think Night Owl saves the Waynes.
1: And then and then he turns the watch they all turn the watchman thing into like a comic book series
0: well and what makes sense too is that you you remember justice league the cartoon yeah do you remember the big ass like spaceship that they stayed in yeah do you know what that's called watchtower the watchtower so like my whole idea was like okay when it makes sense for batman who was influenced by night owl and I, what i was thinking was that superman be influenced by the comedian but not like the dude who shot jfk comedian just like the all-American, like, cause if you read the original Watchmen, like when he first started, he was basically Captain America, like to the public. So what made sense to me is like, oh, Superman be influenced by that side, and then you have Batman be influenced by Night Owl side.
1: Cause yeah, that would actually make a lot of sense because the time where the comedian uh, is there, that would just mean that Superman is like just landing on Earth, yeah, so he'd still be a sense kid sense, growing like, up. Exactly, with that, yeah.
0: and he's reading Watchmen comics, and he sees this guy who's you know, the chiseled jaw and the red, white, and blue, and you know what I mean? Like, but Batman would gravitate towards this night owl guy who stays in the shadows. So, so that was my idea of, like, oh, man, they are reading these comics, and they just took it to the next level. Because what makes sense, too, is that, like, the first, so Watchmen, at least, okay, so in the story, the Minutemen were, like, in World War Two, right? If make, what makes sense is, like, change Bruce Wayne's birth date to the day that he started, that Batman came out in the comics, which was like June 1942. So if you think about for, of it from that perspective, he's eight years old reading about comic. He's reading comics, and that makes sense. Yeah. So when his parents died, the only thing that he still has... Is this Night Owl comics. Exactly. Yeah. It,
1: yeah, it really does make sense. It's just that they wanted to... I know the the overall goal is they wanted to keep Watchmen and DC kind of separate
0: here's the problem with DC and Marvel does it too but not to the same extent but like just once maybe one series because I understand Peter Parker being Spider-Man is great so but like just one series like there's no reason in 2020 Batman is the same person he was in 1980 you're correct you know what I mean Yeah. I get that Bruce Wayne's iconic I get that I understand it I'm cool with that but my thing is like just one series, write it from, like, Batman was born in 1942, he became Batman in 1960, let's say, ish, because he'd be about 20 years old, right? Maybe a little bit younger. So year one being 19 years later, that's what, 1961? That's a great time for Batman year one. And then, like, as time goes on, that's when you introduce, like, Damian Wayne would pop up in, like, the 80s.
1: Like, I really like the the fact, the, the, a lot of super, well, some superheroes do this, where, it's not a – the superhero is never explicitly just them. It's a mantle that people take up. And I really right. like that idea. It's just that – Especially
0: for Batman. Yeah,
1: Batman's, would be, Batman's grateful. Because you have
0: Batman, Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, Terry McGinnis.
1: And even at some point, Robin become uh, – they, they did it with the Robin uh, mantle.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could – my idea was like, okay, so Batman eventually retires, but – so you have – Nightwing goes to Bloodhaven in, like, the 70s. And Batman is now, like, an older Batman. So now he's like, okay, I gotta pass on to somebody. Dick Grayson comes back, he becomes Batman. You know, But, like, Bruce Wayne's always got it because I think what they did in Batman Beyond, where Batman's, like, 60 years old, still trying to clean his way through shit, I think that's cool. Yeah, that's really But cool. the only way that works is if you have Nightwing living out in Bloodhaven with Barbara Gordon. Um, Is if you have Tim Drake being Red Robin, wherever um and is like i think the only person that makes sense to do that you'd have to have damian wayne carry that on and i think damian wayne having to be a teacher to terry McGinnis who's you know batman beyond is a super dope idea
1: yeah i it's like they know what they want to do it's just they don't do it like they know that it would be so much better if it was a mantle to the point where they've hinted at it multiple times in yeah. comics but they will never actually well, do like it it's like
0: the james bond theory how james bond was a codename i think that's a super cool idea
1: I think that some like I think that some theories don't ever need to be explored and I think that that's a good thing like one of my like I mean everyone knows a Pixar theory where they're all in the same universe and I don't think Pixar's ever actually going to um
0: so like, what Pixar theory?
1: The Pixar theory is the one where everyone takes place in the same universe. How does that work? Um I think it starts with Brave. Brave is the kid. The witch old witch from Brave is Boo from Monsters in Kutra because the doors are time travel. So they open each door and it takes them back to the place you where humans much are. Hate time travel. Yeah, but this one's kinda of built on it, so <laughs> um <laughs> It's like saying you you hate uh I mean you probably do, but you hate Back to the Future.
0: I don't hate Back to the Future because with their time travel it felt like what if we went back in time? And yeah, like it feels like that. And there's like enough rules where I can be like, let's roll with this.
1: Yeah, but then, uh, so then, the, so the monsters in Monsters Inc. are actually an evolved form of humans from wow. uh, of the humans, and they go back in time and screams. Yeah, screams are still powering things. And then Cars takes place way after everything, where humans died out, and now insects are controlling cars. And then. Where the, life. the humans oh, are, like life. yeah. The humans are on Wally, or we're, we're on his ship. That's where. That's why well, none of them on Earth. At point. Well, yeah, and but that's where things like we haven't gotten past Wally yet, so we don't know what happened that there. Don't there. we have
0: like hella movies coming out? Wait, no. What what just came out? Well, onward, the, onward. The good, but that was Disney. The good di- dinosaur. I watched that, and um, that was obviously prehistoric. Yeah. Like that, because I mean everything about it. So we're at Wally right now, right? Yeah. Like and if you were to make this, so wait, but I, no, because I guess things like Soul would work because that's just a modern day.
1: Yeah, Soul and Inside Out and all that stuff. Yeah, that it still work. fits because it's kind of like a day in the life slice of I guess sort of onward
0: could be in between Monsters Inc. and not Monsters. I don't I
1: know. know. I don't know how that fits in. I haven't seen it yet. Because if it's about ones, fantasy, I it. then
0: it kind of makes sense to be either Monsters Inc. like between Monsters like, Inc. and Toy Story, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then and then they said that Toy Story was to show that robots are also getting more so- sophisticated. So they are they were already going to be Cars and wall and all <laughs> that stuff. And then, but the girl from Monsters Inc. Boo. Wait, she... hold on. Did they
0: build all of this based off of like three Easter eggs and like the pizza planet truck?
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of Easter eggs in every movie that kind of weirdly support this, like okay. the like like the witch from Brave. The doors control where she goes. Oh like she's yeah. A, oh, and also in rad. the background you see that. Sully. Uh, she she etched Sully, Sully into a piece of wood. So mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. And then Boo actually shows up in Toy Story because she's holding a Sully monster. But, and then calls him oh, Kitty. Uh, Toy Story Three. Oh yeah. I heard that. And What's yeah, your
0: favorite theory that hasn't been catched in yet that you're like, that you know it's a fact?
1: Honestly, probably that one. Like, I don't, I, they're never going to go into it and I'm okay with that. But then there's the James Bond theory. That one's a really good one. The
0: theory so that the Baby James Driver Bond and theory, Drive, that one's a good one. You keep, I think you made up that theory. Uh, I don't think anybody
1: else thought you made you up You know that what, theory. I may have. Because I actually did post something already. So, yeah. I actually did post that on Reddit. And, uh, the other thing was that. Um, the other thing was that usual su- doc from Kaiser Soze from Usual Suspects is doc from uh, Baby Driver. That whole thing, people uh, people were actually not against it. It's just that they said it was it needs to be expanded a lot more. To where I was like, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: I, I get it. It's well, just the thing is there was no like Kaiser Soze like TV show. There's no like. It was just one movie that he just like kind of featured in.
1: Yeah, but the same way everything that Baby says to Doc is a movie or TV show quote is the same way that Kaiser says makes up his entire story. Like he does the exact no, same Kajusose thing Kajusose and usually he,
0: he got it all from the poster.
1: Yeah, Oof. and Baby got it all from a TV. He uh, he actually quotes Monsters Inc. to, when? and the, that's a plot point to Doc. When um he sees it earlier in the movie uh when he's at his apartment because he's just flipping channels and it's the part where he talks about uh how much they're friends and then flash forward to later in the movie when he's talking to doc and he says that I
0: have and then a little, little bit more further do that this episode.
1: <laughs> a little, little bit further doc says don't feed me any more lines from monsters inc because he also has a he has a nephew so he knows those oh, lines I can't remember that. Yeah. yeah and that was so. That's why you could see through it yeah, fairly easily. Is because that. he did that. He's done that to people. I, that was my theory. I did
0: like that idea. Wait, hold on. Where's cars, Where's the usual suspects take place? Is that Los Angeles? It's.
1: I thought it was. I think it's, uh, Los Angeles. I, I I thought it was somewhere on like the East Coast. You know or what? Fun.
0: If it is Los Angeles, that makes sense because Drive takes place in Los Angeles, and it would make sense that baby would just. Well, okay, well what baby's happens, in Atlanta, Defer, though. So I know, but like it would make sense if you're gonna run anywhere be the other side of the country where your mentor's from.
1: Yeah, and that would be that would explain the whole thing. Where where's Defer, though? Ron Perlman, but Ron Perlman. He and and drive. He was. He's from he, New York, in uh, in. So if you started, drive. if you started, well, uh, that that means the gangs in New York don't control. Well, I guess that's kind of right, but I feel like Ron Perlman has ties to gangs in Atlanta, basically.
0: Yeah, because if you live, if you watch Drive, then he just says the East Coast mob. Yeah,
1: that's what I. So, so like Ron Perlman would know. Him.
0: Typically, and I'm, I'm saying this because if you look at uh, Al Capone, he was from Brooklyn, he went to Chicago, and he. But the thing is, he like stayed in Florida, so it does make sense that the mob would have ties in New York. If you just New York and Florida, just stop there, and yeah, you know you're you're you have all sorts of affiliates in D.C., Baltimore, uh, Atlanta. So it makes sense. I think my favorite one that hasn't been catched in yet is, and which is funny because I don't even like half these games, but the Ubisoft theory. Have you heard that?
1: Yeah, that one's good. The one because one... like
0: basically what they're saying is that in U- in all the Ubisoft games, there's going to be an apocalypse, and it's because of what happened in Splinter Cell and uh, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, and then watch also Dogs, Watch Dogs, yeah. But, like, they're not coming out with another Splinter cell anytime soon. But... For whatever bullshit reason.
1: Assassin's Creed, I feel like it's come to a close. It's gotta be. They've, they've explored pretty much every time period.
0: Uh, the next one is Assassin's Creed Ragnarok.
1: I heard one was in the future. I heard a new one's gonna be in the future.
0: I think what we're gonna see is, like, a ubiverse a verse game Whoa. where you're gonna have the Far Cry characters, like, certain Far Cry characters. If they were smart, what they would do is they'd have certain Far Cry characters... Certain Assassin's Creed characters in certain, um, maybe play Sam Fisher, actually, that'd be kind of cool. So, Ash's his daughter, I guess, but, but basically having one world, because what I'm thinking, now, if, if the new Watch Dogs ends with news of a nuclear blast in America. Oh,
1: yeah, I could definitely see that Then it's like, happen. for sure, like,
0: okay, cool, everything takes place in Far Cry, New Dawn.
1: I could definitely see that happening, because, I mean, that whole, you're, you're in London, this is the first game taking place out of America. Well, that's a little Chicago, Chicago, LA, then no, or San no, Francisco,
0: San Francisco, yeah. Chicago, San Francisco. Is this only Watch three? Yeah, it's not four.
1: Nope. Oh. There, there was like I think there was like a mini game, but that was. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. but Assassin. What I meant by the future is that it's going to take place in the past because in the first game you see the Adam and Eve who are aliens, so it's going to go back to their their original like home world, I guess.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah, that's where everything gets a little bit messy. It's just it's, it's a good. Theater. Actually, no, it
0: makes sense because doesn't the piece of Eden make you crazy? The pieces of Eden so. make you crazy, right?
1: I'm not sure. What is it? I don't. From know. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, I know the piece of Eden, but I've never heard they make you crazy. Because I thought they were like piece of Eden is like the fountain of youth. That's what, like any sort of but treasure map sure. people were looking for. No,
0: like place. the actual, a- or maybe it's the apple of Eden makes you crazy. Something that, that acid make cream makes you crazy. But if you look at Pagan Men... Well, Pagan Men wasn't that crazy. But Spoiler for if we ever do a villains who actually weren't villains. Pagan Men's one of those. Um, Joseph C. being a cult leader makes a ton of sense if he got a hold of a piece of Eden.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could see I don't know if the... because And I don't remember is ever coming.
0: actually fucking insane. For like a thousand reasons in that game. But I mean... Looking for a piece of Eden, having to find a piece of Eden on an abandoned island would be one of those reasons.
1: So, just in case you don't already know, I get stuck when I'm playing Ubisoft games in the middle because that is always the most fun part of any Ubisoft game—the middle.
0: Yeah, you definitely die afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm surprised I finished the crew. So like I actually haven't Ubisoft finished. My finished in a long time was like the crew.
1: Oh, I heard that was part of the theory too, actually. I don't know how, but I heard it was.
0: Was it part of the theory of them not being able to make a good game three three games in a row? Because the crew two is not very good. The crew one. Here's the thing about the yeah. crew. Like the first crew is it like, it's in the family of we're not Fast and Furious, but we're definitely Fast and Furious games. But the reason why it's so good is because like the customization is great and you can drive across the country, and that's a super cool idea.
1: I was about to come back to that and say that Watch Dogs was their excuse, and then people didn't like the second one. People, haven't got, people didn't like the first one, and the third one hasn't come out yet. So I'm shocked, oh, really?
0: I'm shocked that Ubisoft is still around, to be honest.
1: Me too. They do way too much. It's almost they make,
0: like, there's so many things that people complain about Ubisoft every year.
1: I mean, Bethesda's a thing, so...
0: Bethesda doesn't do this every year, though. Bethesda will make a game every, like, five years. Because I'm not a huge Bethesda fan, either. No. What they
1: did was... What creative. developers are you, like, a fan of? So I don't rockstar. Rock, I don't know. I don't like GTA that much. I I'm like. I'm a fan of Rockstar. I like um, Red Dead, but that's about it. It's the problem with the developers, like the problem with what studio What producing studio do you like? They make so many different things that you can't really even. Yeah, say. but
0: Rockstar, I feel like they're smart. Enough. I mean, I didn't. I'm not a fantasy fan, so I didn't really do do The Witcher. But CD Projekt Red, I definitely respect a lot because it takes. Me and Dad were actually watching a video earlier from um, the Neon Arcade, Shot Neon Arcade, and um, he was talking about. And Dad was like, "Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if, if you know, Cyberpunk came out this like now? This would be perfect." I was like, "Yeah, yeah it was supposed to come out like last week or something like that, or next week." Around now, though, yeah, yeah. it was supposed to come out around this time. And I was like, "Yeah, it wasn't finished." He's like, "Yeah, but you can finish it whenever you want." I was like, "Not these guys."
1: No, I don't think they should because they've built their campaign about. How It's going to be perfect when it's out. Yeah, how they're not going to do any. Well, they might do some with DLC, but other than that, no, it's no, not No, gonna... They
0: just announced that they are going to do DLC, and it's not going to be any. It's nothing going to paid, be, right? Uh, it won't be paid, and it will be the size or larger of the Witcher 3 blood and wine, like it'll be the size or larger of Witcher 3's expansions.
1: Just rabbit hole, real quick. Uh, Witcher is actually really fun, so uh, the first one's oh, yeah, has yeah, yeah, you problems, Witcher, didn't you? yeah. First one has its has his problems, but it's still pretty good. did that game come out like 06? Yeah, and that's it still kind of holds up. Yeah. Especially because the main story takes place around a plague. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. But it's... Oh, The Division.
0: That was the other game, because Plagues reminded me. The Division is the other game that's supposed to be lumped into the Ubisoft theory.
1: I heard it... The Ubisoft theory is all about... I heard a lot of it's about a little bit of Easter eggs with Watch Dogs, Assassin's There's Creed. There's a whole thing in Far Cry Three. And then I heard, well, I don't, I don't know about Fa- Far Cry, no, but I heard right. the rest of it's just kind of skins. Pretty much. Like it's just skins in every game that were. I'll show you the
0: Far Cry Three one. It's really interesting. Um, but how? Okay, so the first Witcher. Are you watching the show too? No. No. Because no. I, I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge fan. Of it. I've caught a couple episodes and it looks good. I thought that Henry Cavill was going to be kind of shitty, to be honest. Me too. He's not. He's pretty great. He's a really good Witcher. I'm not gonna lie. Geralt. Geralt. Ger- 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 so I was actually
1: I, I watched a lot of stuff about The Witcher and stuff like that, and I, end, I ended I end up looking at this guy on uh, who does videos on YouTube about kind of showing showing mental illness in anything you write, pretty much. And he said oh. that uh, it's called Hello Future Me. Oh. He's really good. Australian guy. He's really good. But uh, he does a lot of. Um, Video well, two videos and they're long and stuff and, but it's he he looks I think. I think he looks into the Witcher and like how they, Hollywood and video games beautify up scars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. To in the books he's supposed to look like ugly and mangled and someone you kind of wouldn't want to meet or anything like that.
0: Which is weird because in the games and the show and everything, it's like Gerald fucks everything.
1: Yeah, in the games he looks kind of cleaned up just a little bit you still see the scar they're talking about and all that stuff and in the show he's
0: actual Superman yeah in the show
1: he's just completely just like Hollywood beautiful guy
0: but Um, I think the thing so what was I playing um oh uh Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor it's the same kind of thing because he's like yeah you know he's so torn up and like you're looking at him you're like no this guy looks like a soccer player
1: yeah he's not that torn up
0: it's, Has any I mean, game really, like, nailed that for you, though? Like, a guy who's, like, a good-looking character but still beat up? Because um, even, like, Tomb Raider tried, but it's, like... If you're looking for a
1: guy who looks beat up but still looks good, you're going to come up with, like, some sort of early,
0: like, Raging Bull sort of person. Like I feel Day. like Kazuya Mishima is probably, like, the closest we get. So Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. like...
1: You gotta pick one My and man's you're gonna go ahead has got a giant armed.
0: scar across his chest and like a robot eye, but like Like a lot of the
1: side characters in Mad Max a video game, they they are oh, yeah, the kind yeah, of person example. you're looking for. Oh Tom Hardy.
0: Tom Hardy looks makes beating up makes getting beat up look cool. Warrior, yeah. Yeah, you're right. No warrior. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I haven't well. I'll actually uh, like Peaky blood. Blinders. Legend. Isn't he like a Mad Max. He's constantly yeah. rumored to be Wolverine. Like that's perfect
1: that's the weird thing though if you look at the majority of stuff he doesn't have any scars he doesn't have any cuts on his face or anything like um, that in
0: the new in Peaky he Blinders one alert for Peaky Blinders by the way but um, in the new Peaky Blinders he shot he, so at the end of season 4 he gets shot in the head by Tommy yeah Tommy shoots him in the head and at the episode at the beginning of season 5 he's sitting there or no, no it's, it's like towards the middle of season 5 He's sitting there and one eye is like blown out. It's not like blown out, but it looks like cataracts. And then like he has a huge scar. But like it's still Tom Hardy and he's still charming as hell because he's like. Tom Hardy's probably my favorite actor. He's. It's funny because like in this he's different. He's not like a silent killer like he is in Mad Max. He's not like a. That's why. You know, whatever. And he's not like a charismatic. Like. He's not like how he was in Legend where he's like all like kinda of silly and goofy and charismatic. Well, I
1: mean, he was he was two characters, so
0: and they're, they're twins, <laughs> they're a character. I mean still like that's pretty cool. And he's not like the brooding loner like he was in Warrior. But he's like this super arrogant, charming, Jewish Venom crime leader. No. He's not even like in Venom how he's like, nah man, I'm a working guy. He's like like he just talks so much shit to everybody in that show. And he's not scared of anyone at all. And it's not like how... It's different from legend. It's like, in this, he's like... It's hilarious because he'll use, like, passages from the Torah to tell Tommy how much of a piece of shit he thinks he is. And he's like, well, you know, in my book, and you're like, what accent is that, bro? Like,
1: I will say he's not the best at accents. Venom again, he wasn't. He's passable. He's passable, but it's not great. Like... Uh, I, I I'm getting tired of Tom Holland because, <laughs> but he does have a great. How are you getting of, tired of Tom Holland? He's everywhere. He's just
0: super happy in all his movies. That's, That's it. the
1: thing. That's all he's doing, and then now they're just typecasting him, making making sure he's only in that role from now on. So I was telling. Even like, Chris Pratt's dealing with that.
0: I was telling Richie the other day that like I was actually really excited when I first saw the original trailer for Spies in Disguise because. I was like, oh, Will Smith in a really slick looking spy movie that looks a lot like Incredibles. That's With really cool. And then, right as I said that, he turns into a pigeon. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind, fuck this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was actually kind of excited. Like, I thought, I, I do like when they, like, Jamie Foxx being in Soul, I'm actually really excited for. Yeah, because any time that an actor that doesn't typically take those parts gets a chance to do those parts, I think I'm I'm interested. I want to see how it works.
1: I'm just I'm just a little upset. Spy, spies in disguise, just too on the nose for people. Pigeons pigeons are spies. They're uh they're oh birds dro- aren't real. Yeah, they're birds drones. <laughs>
0: but uh, is it? Have you bought anything from that brand yet? Have you seen it? Not yet. It I says don't. like birds aren't real, and it's got like a shadow of a, of a bird, and it says. Like international government surveillance or something like that. It's fine.
1: I kind of want something like that. Me too. I
0: thought I'd get it, but like the thing that I don't want is like I'm wearing this shirt as a joke and some guy's like, yeah, you know what? The earth is flat too. And I'm like, no, this was like $8 (laughs) and I thought it was funny. Like, (laughs) Uh,
1: well, because there's also giraffes aren't real. They're, yeah. And then there's. Birds aren't
0: real makes sense because like everywhere has birds and you can honestly see that. Giraffes aren't real. Like, what are you spying on? (laughs) Yeah. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're only spying
1: on one specific part of the world. Is that is that it? We don't need. And then there's uh. With a lot of
0: conspiracy theories, I think of it from like um, Jack Sparrow's perspective, where he goes, uh, "Oh no, survivors! Where do the stories come from? I wonder." (laughs) And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, this is possible, but like,
1: yeah, why? Uh, That's. Yeah, that is my problem with some conspiracies because they're so fun to and look into. And not even like government conspiracies.
0: I just mean like just
1: any conspiracy. Yeah. Like, like there's like there's a lot of things where people are like they and this is all just to control us. But then you're like, but why does Nestle care about this?
0: Okay, hmm. no Nestle. I'm gonna start believing because they're chopping down the rainforests. Like, that's yeah, perfect. that that actually so, is like, true. With Nestle. Okay, but so, like, no, so not Nestle. Like, like I guess. Like, yo, but why does Hershey try control yeah. our mind?
1: Yeah, you know, like, the, yeah, they I mean, don't really care. Although I do think Sprite might be a mind-control person. Sprite. Oh yeah, because you remember those? Yeah, that, and then they kind of went all into kind of... Now Sprite's kind of blowing up when they're kind of going back to doing more...
0: I haven't seen a Sprite commercial in years.
1: No, it's the entire, the entire commercial is them literally just throwing Sprite in your face.
0: That's just the commercial.
1: Yeah, but it's more reminiscent of the older commercials than it is of the newer commercials. Uh, than the mid... mid. Sprite's
0: always been a little weird, though. Do you remember when it was Obey Your Thirst?
1: Yeah, that's... Like, it's very... They and actually then, brought that back.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it was Obey Your Thirst, and then it was just Obey. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, is Sprite being a cult? Because I definitely... Like, Sprite's definitely my go-to. Like, yeah, so I'm I to have a, the Sprite cult. That'd be lame. Nah, but... Actually, the Sprite cult would be, like, who, LeBron James... Probably a bunch of rappers. That's uh, pretty that much m- everyone in, in the commercials. Yeah. yeah, that might be a chill um, actually. But... Oh, uh, yo, I just watched another... I saw another cult documentary. Uh, it's called uh, Wild Country. Or Wild Wild Country. I was talking about it with Richie, too. Bro, this dude was preaching... You know how most people preach about, like, oh, we don't need possessions. He was preaching, like, we live in a world that is capitalist. Why not have these capitalist things? And so, like, he preached that, like, it's okay uh, to be in the world. (laughs) Because here's what he did, which is actually kind of amazing. First of all, he had 20 Rolls Rolls Royces. Okay. So we'll just let that one go. Because 20 is a lot. 20 cars is a lot. If you have 20 cars and you're not playing Need for Speed, what the fuck are you No,
1: 20 of anything is kind of a lot. Like, when when have you ever owned 20 of something?
0: I mean, clothes. I have 20 shirts, 20... I had 20 pairs of shoes at one point, and I really downsized. But 20 shirts is not crazy. I hope I have 20 pairs of underwear.
1: Oh, that's... Yeah, I probably do. I don't...
0: But, like... 20 socks, but, like, 20 individual socks. Like, they don't match. It's, like, only one sock. So, like, if food and clothes... Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) But, like, anything else.
1: Literally anything else. Do you Um, own 20 of anything else? Like, are you... it, It would be weird if you, for some reason, had 20... Tires or grills or something, yeah. No, you're right, or like, yeah, just so, just something else. There's like no- 20 laptops, 20. yeah. No, you're
0: right, that's true. But what they did was they built this, so they bought this ranch that's like 20 miles away from the nearest town, and they built a city out of it. And it was up in the deserts in Oregon, so Oregon has high desert, kind of like here, yeah. Um, so they built this city in the desert of Oregon, and they Like, redistributed, they built a dam and they redistributed the dam. So, all the water was there basically farming and making their own food. And it was all vegetarian because, you know, it was the guy was from India, so everything was vegetarian. And they basically built a functioning city that the other residents of the town, that was again 20 miles away, they were scared that they were having premarital and homosexual sex. This is in like 19. And so they got so scared that they were, like, calling the National Guard and, like, calling the governor to come look at it. But the city was expanding so much that these people were, like, oh, man, they're going to come take us over. And they ended up buying a city. Like, the city of Antelope, Oregon. They bought it. Because what they were doing was, like, people were, like, oh, they're going to take us over. They're going to take us over. People were, like, no, we're not trying to take anybody over. But they were, like, doing all these things where it was, like, oh, they are doing this here they're doing that there we need to investigate this they need to investigate that and it was like at first it was unfounded it was like we're scared that they're like they the resident they have a couple they're talking to a couple residents and they even said like we were scared because they were different so at first it was like completely unfounded like why are we letting this happen but it was like 20 miles away on a ranch in the mountains okay and then later it was completely founded like no they tried to kill a couple people but like, no, so yeah, right. Like, thanks. <laughs> dude. Yeah, you could just let this rock, but they bought a city by so every time they went to the city, they noticed that the this cult. Well, at the time, they was just a group. This group noticed that there were like all these for sale signs, and so all these people were complaining. But they because what they were saying is like, well, if you guys want to have all these people here, you need to incorporate as a city. It's Oregon state law, and they're like, okay, and they incorporated themselves as a city. And then the city of Antelope got mad at this, you know, city that these people built. And so they're like, well, your city can't be so close to our city. We need to find a way. Like, you need to actually run for office. And so all these, like, the cult was, like, winning seats in office. <laughs> like, it got crazy. Like got okay. to the point where there was, like, a federal court case that they had to kick out the guru because he had illegally come to America 15 years prior. Like, this happened in the... It's, this the, is... the documentary starts in, like, 71, and it doesn't end until, like, 88. Like, Reagan was in office.
1: That's so... Just strange, and, like, they're and almost... All completely... started
0: because they were scared of open marriage. Alright, um... Right, I mean, I was like, hold on, like... Because in, like, the documentary, you could tell that, like, some of the people were trying to make the cult look like the bad guys, and I was like... No, this looks like... Like, this makes sense why there would be this reaction. It was crazy. I yeah.
1: to Like, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it just kind of... Like, this is where... Like, that was logically like kind of the next step. That's what it seems like it was presented as.
0: That's the like, funny thing about Tiger King, because I watched that too. I finally finished it. And Tiger King starts out with, Hey, my name's so-and-so, and I have, like, a hundred tigers. And you're like, Oh, that's crazy. And then literally the next episode is like, Hey, my name's so-and-so. I bought these tigers from this guy. Also, I have five wives. <laughs> okay, it just goes like bananas from there. I know. I saw they said
1: one problem with that show is that they seemingly just kind of forgot about the tigers. Like, you don't re- ever really never, hear...
0: No, no, no. Here's the thing. To me, at least, it was never about the tigers.
1: Which, again, if you watch the trailer... Just like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you watch the trailer, you can kind of see it. But the thing is that... Um, like it's called Tiger King and i get that's what kind of he made that's how he made his well, money that's kind of what he named it himself pretty much that
0: was the through line was that the reason why all these people had beef is because they all own tigers but like joe exotic is in prison for 22 years cuz he hired somebody to try and murder somebody for $5000 that seems like not a lot of money yeah but it was the weirdest part was like <laughs> so the guy who had, like, five wives because he had a tiger sex cult, which tiger space sex space cult. It was a sex cult that also bred tigers. It's weird. That guy, he just got raided by the feds. And they haven't said anything about it yet. Um, but the thing is, oh, the guy who, like, helped Joe Exotic try to rebuild the zoo. Because they are trying to rebuild it on the Texas-Oklahoma border by a, uh, by a casino. And what ended up happening with him is, like, he went to prison, or he almost went to prison because the guy who was his partner when they stole the zoo, which they stole a zoo from Joe, ended up turning fed because they think that he's got murder cases. And the guy who was, like, supposed to be the hitman was friends with the dude who came from Vegas who was, like, renting Ferraris and was, like, behind on his house payments. Like, there's no money in this anywhere.
1: Wait, so, first of all, going back... 22 years doesn't seem like that long
0: he was looking at 79 and he got 22 Whoa. because the guy who was his hitman bailed he was just like yeah man i'm not doing this and he just took five thousand dollars and left which like five thousand dollars is not that much like money for no i will i, I don't think like I how far does that get you like realistically
1: five <laughs> thousand dollars that can get you through depending on how you live it was like two months
0: no, 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 here's my thing. It pays bills, for sure. Yeah. Like, if you're, like... If you gave me $5,000 right now, I'm super grateful because, like, you pay my bills, you're going to allow me to do this, you allow me to do that, but, like, $5,000 when all you've been doing is hanging out in strip clubs trying to figure out how to kill somebody. Like, <laughs> what's your plan with $5,000? So, I actually don't it's like... It's a mess. Like, show, the whole show's a mess. It's well done, so I don't mean a mess like that, but, like, the, the it ends with... The hitman basically saying that he never was gonna hitman anybody, and the one of the guys turns fed, and the dude who was like friends with the guy who was gonna be the hitman, he goes into like this ten minute speech on how much a hitman really costs. I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it's crazy because like I think you saw this episode. The woman who was like who allegedly killed her husband had like a whole thing on why she couldn't have killed her husband in the way that they said it. And she's like, first of all, this doesn't work like this. This doesn't work. I was like, yo, shut up. <laughs> like, okay. stop talking. So like You're saying super incriminating things right now.
1: Three things come to mind when I saw it. I was like, first thing, giving her the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt is that she, that's probably something she's gone through a lot of times since then. Okay, that's true. And I was like, so she might know. The second thing is you don't have to give specifics. But, and the third thing is she has the confidence of, like, someone who, who knows that you can never prove what you what you like, did.
0: Do you remember when OJ Simpson got on Twitter?
1: Yeah. Did you watch was... those videos? No, no, I didn't. I saw his tweets. Okay.
0: Yo, OJ Simpson, the way that he was talking, sounds like somebody who got away with murder.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like... Like,
0: like the that like confidence like, is different.
1: Like, when talking, all the stuff they showed her was like... It sounded like she was like she knew she was giving you the keys to what she did, and then saying that, but you'll never be able to prove it though. Like how? Yeah, like, I was like, "What yeah, are you? you gonna definitely
0: do? got a body on your record."
1: Yeah, there's like, it's like if I were to tell you something and then give you all the details and then say, "But how would you ever prove that I did it?" You wouldn't be able to.
0: O.J. Simpson literally wrote a book called "If I Did It."
1: That's a dangerous thing to do. I, I don't think I would do that. Statue
0: of Limitation is up, so they can't. I,
1: mean... I, I guess yeah, but still.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. Just not things I would have done. <laughs> just, there's... That's literally, like, Rap Cinch Kanishes is literally about that. Yeah, like, there's... Telling all their business. Like, bro, relax.
1: Sometimes you just kind of... Like, I get that, that you want to clear your name further, but sometimes you just realize that you'll never be able to clear your name further. Yeah, no. You, you do it all you can. Just let it
0: die at this point. Nice. That's a great way to put that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Um... All that to say, that's what we watched this week. Oh, um, I, I finished a movie that I was watching yesterday. It's called The Man of Tai Chi. And it's uh Keanu Reeves plays a underground fight kingpin. Who, he gets a little crazy actually towards the end, which was crazy. He, but he plays like the villain of the role. Which is interesting because he directed it. And it's a Chinese movie about a guy who was a Tai Chi fighter. Learning how to fight. Evil and then learning how to fight the good way. I saw him a huge. It's like a modern day martial arts epic. It was really good.
1: I am a big fan of like the way a story is told, and that seems like a movie that
0: so depends
1: two. on the action?
0: Yeah, well, the action is really good because but, uh, but action that tells a story. There's almost. two stories that are happening and they, they're intertwined. So the reason why he gets into underground fighting is because. He enters this tournament to prove to the world that Tai Chi is a legitimate martial art, and it's not making enough money for him because there's a um, a development company that wants to tear down the temple that he's because he's the only person training there because Tai Chi is not like a martial art so he's the only person that besides his master, and he gets into underground fighting because he wants to save his he's making like a ton of money, and so Keanu Reeves approaches him because he calls him innocent. And he wants to save his temple, right? But Keanu Reeves, and they don't tell you this until the very end. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out like five years ago. Um, at the very end, he tells him the reason why he wanted him to fight is because he wanted him to lose his innocence. And he wanted to turn a good man into a killer. So it starts out with him, like, learning how to fight. Like, and he's very passive when he fights. Because Ted like, you know, it's, it's like yoga. Like, those seems not, like, a real thing, you know? So he's, yeah. like, a yoga fight. It's basically, like, you know, he's, he's like, a very passive, like, I can do this because I'm doing this one Tai Chi movement, movement that's, like, me backing up, and then I'm following it up with, you know, this hand. But instead of doing it slowly, he's doing it quick enough so it's, like, a real martial art. And so, um, yeah, that and so he's doing it from, like, the perspective of, like, a martial artist who's who, you know, he backs up and he's counter basically. He's like a counter fighter. And I think the most interesting part about that is that when he's fighting, like he does it with a mate, with like, a, like Grace and then he beats the shit out of these two brothers because counter is like, oh, is that like, if you're scared of what you can do to them, don't be. And then okay. he just like beats the shit out of both of them and he's trying to get them to turn into a killer and he walks out on one fight at the end, and which is like a fight to the death between him and like a karate fighter, and Keanu Reeves gets away, and then he fights him at his temple, and Keanu Reeves goes, you owe me a body, or you owe me a life. And so they fight, and then Keanu dies at the end because he does this move that his master did, where he like, Dragon Ball Z pushes him in the stomach, and I'm like, yo, shout out to the director for like, being willing to die in the movie.
1: So, first of all, that is something that is very hard to get a... Um actor, director, anyone to do. No yep. one likes dying. Second of all, um, I I usually don't like those movies because of the super cheesy move of the one move that can kill a guy in just one instant. The
0: master does it earlier, though, because the master and his pupil fight because he doesn't like where he's taking this tai chi. And so they fight, and then that like completely changes the dynamic, and then at the end it, it goes back. But... No, it was really good. It was really good. I've been watching a lot of stuff, but as far as like a nerd standpoint, that one, because it felt very Keanu too. Like it was like a very clean environment, like John Wick or The Matrix, and everything was very polished, and the martial arts was on point. And I was like, yeah, this is a very Keanu movie. Like I'd be super down with seeing him direct something else.
1: Interesting. I haven't seen. Is that like his only movies directed? Because I, I don't. So. I haven't seen any movie that he's directed, and I know that. Um, First of all, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. um, the Matrix and John Wick are amazing. But uh, it seems like as long because they one big thing is that all of his movies that are action oriented tell a story on how tell a story through how the characters fight. Yeah. Like one person will be very passive, and that's how he is in real life. But it's the fight first. No,
0: no, you're right. Um, I don't know what style. Counting kind of fights in this, I, it looked like it was his own kind of mix of styles, but no, that's definitely something you should, you should uh, check out. Definitely something you should check out. So, next segment, um, we are going to do the topic of the week. Which would you mind introducing this week's? Because it was your idea.
1: Um, I were storytelling. So it would be Drive versus Fast and Furious. Why? Because how they they're two very similar movies that present very similar characters. But with totally different ideas and outcomes.
0: So I actually completely disagree with this. I think that those character, I don't think any characters are remotely alike between Drive and, and Fast and Furious. But I want to hear what you have to say. Why are so, they similar?
1: First of all, uh, uh, Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker's character, he's a cop who, um, constantly gives up his whoever he has alignment to. Um, and he is a he's a cop who always, you know, doesn't play by the rules but gets results. He's a loose cannon. And and um, Driver's character, uh, Ryan Gosling's character, he is another person who is who is really good at his own job, doesn't care about the how anything is done. He just cares about the results. See, but
0: I don't think there's any anybody in Fast and Furious who's like that because the thing about well, Brian O'Connor. So no, because Brian's story was more about how he was, and they they really Fast and Furious one and two don't really do this justice in the same way that four does. Um. I always took Brian's character as being super conflicted between the sides because if you remember and he mentions it here and there so you remember in the first Fast and Furious when he talks about being some kid from Arizona yes okay you remember the part right yes okay in the second one he talks about back in Barstow he used to get in trouble with a guy named Roman Pierce I didn't catch that the first time and then it hit me I was like oh that backstory in Arizona is a complete lie
1: oh Okay, because you know I was on the I thought it was blah hole sort of thing. No, like. it's
0: well, I mean it probably was, but it's a complete lie. Which also makes sense, like because it makes a lot more sense that him and because um, when they looked up his records, there uh, in the first one, Vin Diesel's like, yeah, you were out in uh, you're out in the sticks boosting cars with your friends, and so that made a lot of sense on like, oh, this is like Brian's character it, or Brian is actually some kid from out in the middle of nowhere in California who went to L.A. to become a cop. Because from what it seemed to me, it was like he tried to be the good person that he thought that he was supposed to be. And then, like I said, they don't really establish it well in more, one or two.
1: So again, the Baby Driver thing, same thing. But uh, with Fast and Furious... Yeah, but
0: like, if Baby Driver had another movie that explained a little bit more of the backstory, I'd be like, okay, cool.
1: Well, that movie... I, in my opinion, that movie was a backstory. No, no, but, but like, um, like...
0: do you see what I mean, though? Because yeah. Fast and Furious, they made another, like, seven movies after Brian was finished. Yeah. So, like... And they explain more and more of his character. So, like, looking at it from the whole series perspective, you can tell, oh, Brian was a car- was a guy who was has always kind of been on the wrong side of the law. But that's where all his friends were. And he tried to be a, a quote, good person. But at the end of the day... He was always dedicated to being to doing what he thought was right, not and, what everyone else thought was right.
1: So again, drive. And when in the movie, his uh, what he thought was right was helping his family, his neighbors' yeah, family. For, yeah, for all kinds of purposes. And, of and that. that's that's what he thought was right. So at all costs, he's doing but what I don't he, think he thinks was right.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he ever flirted with like being a quote good person because in the first two minutes of that movie, he's a quote bad person. He's, He's definitely guy. an anti-hero,
1: which yeah, for sure. most people in Fast and Furious, again, are anti-heroes.
0: I just don't think... They're I know. just
1: presented as good guys. They're, they're, whereas his bad life, his criminal life is in the forefront, their um, heroic life is in the forefront. Yeah. They're saving people, all that stuff. So he is the... So it's kind of similar to their it's opposites. Kind of, that's, it, there's yeah. some
0: parallels there. I think with Drive, I think Drive is somewhere between... I think when you look at Drive and, okay, Baby Driver is actually a really good example. When you look at Baby Driver and when you look at Drive, I think that Baby Driver is like your Saturday morning cartoon kids version of what a driving movie could be, like Getaway Driver is. I think that Drive is like your gritty HBO version of what a Getaway Driver is. I I think Fast and Furious is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Yeah, that's true but there is a spectrum that, of like because baby driver is not like it's not that's not serious it's definitely more lighthearted
1: and so the story goes is that in drive is that he he starts out as you first see him during his first getaway driving and then you see how smart he is and how not, everything is set up for a reason and then you see then he you see his personal life where he's talking to his boss first and then his you see his love interest multiple times before he actually talks to her, and then you Danger. see, and then she talks to him, and then that's that is the same thing. And and you also meet the criminals he's dealing with too. Well, so in in Fast oh Furious... Yeah, Fast bosses, Furious, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, Fast Furious, the first thing you see uh, Brian do is I'm pretty sure.
0: I think uh, it was a street race, right? Yeah,
1: it's a street race, and then after that, he's doing he makes contact with the villain first. Then after that, he makes contact no. with his love... Well, his love interest a couple no, no, times. No, 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 wait. Wait, what villain? Which in, one? Well, the Van Di- originally, Van Diesel was the villain.
0: No, it wasn't. It was, um... It well, in it... the
1: beginning of the first Fast Furious. No,
0: it was the, the Triads.
1: The Triads. Right, right, because they're the... Yeah. They're the villain... But the person he's trying to take... No, the person who is his first source of contact to... What's going on with the missing DVDs? Just... <laughs> um, <laughs> DVD uh, players, DVD at least. players okay fine which as um, we
0: established in 2001 there was like 200 a pop so right
1: okay okay um then, <laughs> so the first point of contact is Vin Diesel then he gets into a fight and right. yeah yeah so that very much mimics the first thing that driver does is first of all he starts he dri- he gets uh into a getaway driver it shows his car skills the second thing it shows is his Kind of more of a the people his interact interactions is kind of a second thing. It shows how he who he is but behind is that
0: parallels between characters or parallels between writing. Uh,
1: that's a good point. I would say a little bit of both because at the at the core, Ryan Gosling plays a quieter version of Paul Walker. The there's
0: no quiet characters in Need for Speed. I think they're like Fast. Uh, in Fast and Furious. I think there could be. I think there's room for a badass character like that. Jason Statham was almost that guy in Fast Seven.
1: But that
0: you're right. There's no quiet
1: characters and drive driver. He's constantly his entire story is kind of him. Uh, they say not to do this, but he's the passive. You they say you never want a passive character in your in your uh, stories. He driver or driver he's of a passive of the character, character in the video game. Yeah, like you. Like he's being controlled by the story, basically. Yeah. He is not your. He's not necessarily your hero. Drive
0: reminds me of like when you play a video game and everything happens around you. That's basically how Ryan Gosling is. And that's yeah, that's really good. But it's like it works in this story. It will not work because you could have definitely
1: you could have definitely turned Drive into a Fast and Furious franchise by just saying that. And then the next thing he did was he talked to the he talked to he decided he wanted to go on some sort of because you know it ends with a whole killing spree and stuff he goes and then the next thing he did is like he goes to oh, a three. he kills two
0: people, one person.
1: Oh, and then and the script actually it's left ambiguous whether he lives or dies um in the in the end I feel like it's In the end he, he definitely it. well it's more like they say they say he col- he slowly closes his eyes, the screen goes blank and then you hear an engine start. It's like that's it you don't really necessarily know what's going to happen. They change, like so I was like, yeah. I like. Because
0: I, I think in a movie, though, I, don't, I think it works a little bit better that he just kind of dries off because you get that one last beautiful shot of, you know, um, the California, Oceanside. He
1: was supposed like, he was supposedly mortally wounded. Like he was. He, gonna, oh no, he dies now. Supposedly, he is like. In you know, the in the movie, they bro, play bro that bro up a lot. The military. That dude's definitely dying. Yeah. Out, like right now. <laughs> that movie played it down a lot. The script played it up. Oh okay. So like he that's was. You could see him reacting to you, to how he was stabbed, and he movie, was like, he's like
0: driving, and he's like covering up his wound, and then he like has this look where he's like, I, "I'm gonna die, but fuck it," kind of look on his face.
1: Yeah, and then the script is more portrayed as a, "This is my last thing." He's just okay. Let's relax, watch the sun, like sail into the sunset, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's supposed to be kind of like a peaceful, just death scene. You know what? End.
0: That is kind of how Brian's story ended, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian,
0: not Paul Walker, because rest in peace, Paul Walker. We obviously know how that ended. But, like, Brian's story did kind of end, which I think works really, really well. Is that they just retired him? Yeah, because if you think about it, he's going to take care of his son now in, with Mia.
1: Okay, so I heard they were going to bring him back in this Don't one. do it. Uh, that's what I heard. Don't do it. And I really hope they don't. Because you're they is... bringing
0: Han back. I think you're probably bringing, um, uh, not Giselle. Giselle's probably going to be back. Um, What's her name? Gal Gadot's character. Wait. Is that a thing? They're actually bringing her back? I don't see why they wouldn't.
1: Me neither, because she did die in a very In a very, everybody fashion.
0: lives in Fast and Furious when they die this way kind of way. Yeah, just... She fell off of fell the plane. Fell into the darkness, basically. Yeah, fell into the darkness, which, like, holy shit, can you believe that she's alive? Like, get out of Not here. Not really. Like, it's... she's well, yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, it's...
1: But the, the thing is, is that from the beginning, you are shown these two... If you were to watch the movies back-to-back, side-to-side, you would see... Which you would pretty see, much did. Yeah. And you would see that these characters are portrayed to be... One's a criminal and one's... one's like, lawful versus chaotic. One's, one's lawful.
0: I love that, that uh, it's
1: Yeah, I do. It's, it's, it, everything fits in it. It's very... Yeah, it does.
0: It's It's very it's exigent- nine categories, where everything's pretty much like, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, and you can expand it. Oh, well. man,
0: can you imagine? So, like... Okay, I was just playing uh, 2K. And in 2K, you get to pick your two best attributes... When you start your new micro, right? So, like, you get to choose, like, oh, I'm a good shooter and I'm a good passer. Whatever, right? And then in Need for Speed, you get to pick, like, as you customize your character, you get to pick your best. Like, I have a car that's, like, a a good drift car and a good off-road car. Can you imagine a video game where it was the alignment chart and you started out as a true neutral and based on your actions, you got, instead of, like, the spectrum, like, the red versus blue, you got to see, like, based on your actions in game, and based on your decisions, that you were ending up on this chart, but like you don't see it till the end?
1: So, first of all, I heard Cyberpunk's doing that. That's what I heard. Not sure if it's true. No, but actually being Um, able to see the alignment chart, that'd be fucking cool. And then second, a lot of games try, like Red Dead tried, but you could never, you could see good versus evil, but you could never see chaotic versus lawful.
0: Because I feel like, and I feel like that's a huge design decision to make, because now what you're basically doing is like...
1: You have to present at least... Nine different brackets for anything yeah. way go, plus the just straight or, neutral. Or, or no, thing. no, maybe not nine.
0: You might only need three. No, 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 no. You'd only need three. So you'd you'd only need... need to make three decisions in three different ways.
1: But you need to make one is good versus evil. One decision is always has to be good versus
0: evil. One has no. to be chaotic versus. No, 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 no. Good versus neutral. Good, neutral, evil. So you have okay. three options. Like, so let's say there's a conversation. You have three options, and then after that, each of those has three options. to like, okay, for like. Your job is to get... We'll use Red Dead as a really good example. Your job is to get Mike out of prison. There's a good way, a neutral way, and a bad way.
1: And the problem would be you need to reord the character for the neutral way as well as you do... Well, the, the
0: neutral way could be like good, you just pay the bail. The good way would be like you do a favor for the sheriff. And the bad way would be you break him out. So, yeah, but... And then and then expanding from that, so like the good neutral way would be like you did work for the, a local townsfolk to get money... You use money you already have would be the neutral way, and the bad way would be you robbed the bank to get the money. It's the problem is that um,
1: you're when you're presenting neutral, it has to be just as fun as presenting good and evil.
0: Um, I don't, I disagree because I don't think the, there's a different thing that I think gamers, especially people like mostly people like you, are into, or it has to be fast. Oh, fast is good too. Yeah. If if every neutral way was just the quickest way to get through it, it's like. Oh hey, you need a you need a permit if you want to come on this land. Okay. Witcher also tried to do
1: that. Uh, it, it's not really shown to you, but it is kind of mentioned on your reputation. Kind of precedes yeah, you and everything. Yeah, I
0: think in Grand Theft Auto they do that too. They show you like at the bottom or at the very end of the game, they show you like, oh, this is how you did. Like this was like your attitude. Which is interesting because, like, all those little things that you didn't really know that the game followed, like, where you just, like, run around and shoot people in the story mode. That's why, if you notice, I don't really play story mode like that anymore. I play online because I, there's no rules online. But in the story mode, like, it'll it'll tally that. And it'll say, like, yeah, you know, you're kind of a psychopath, right? Like, it'll tell you. Yeah. It. It's kind of cool. So,
1: back to Fast, Furious, and Drive. So, both characters start off on chaotic good, chaotic evil. Brian's chaotic good. Well, he's actually lawful good because he's a cop who's yeah. doing his job. Um, uh, so, okay, okay. Really drive. quick, over the alignment chart. It's lawful good, lawful neutral, lawful evil, Then chaotic good. No, there's neutral. Chaotic good, uh, chaotic neutral, chaotic evil. Oh, okay. And then there's um, uh, neutral good, and then there's neutral e- evil. And then there's just true neutral.
0: So who would be a true neutral?
1: Okay, in just in general, just in, in general, general, um, my opinion, your true and neutral always needs to be your your main character. No, but like, but, who's, a, who's
0: a good idea of a true
1: neutral? Because the problem is people don't really want to see it, so you've never really okay. seen okay. it that so much. Okay, so true neutral would be it's, somebody
0: that's just your blank slate. That's so just piece
1: of Adventure character. Time, Finn. Finn is the true and neutral. Finn, he does every well. No, because he's majority no, he's good. good but, okay, yeah. so
0: you don't see it very often, but that's like your lukewarm room temperature water. So what would a chaotic good be? Just any.
1: Oh, chaotic good. I mean, just because it's right on my mind. Adventure Time is is Jake. He's chaotic good. That's the nope, right? He's chaotic neutral because he has done bad things. No, no, no. But no. So, uh, so, so just a chaotic, be... chaotic good. Just a purely chaotic good character. Maybe like Batman. Rorschach probably.
0: Uh, cause, he's, which,
1: yeah. well, cause he's well, cause he does everything for a good, good reason. but Good he reason.
0: So chaotic good is basically crazy bad things for a good
1: reason. So chaotic is usually used to de- describe if you're lawful, you're following rules, you're doing all yeah. that stuff. Chaotic means you don't you don't follow the rules at all, but you still have a good result. Like, ah, uh,
0: so you had a car if you park at your job, oh, you have a chaotic, car in but the you rock. Get yeah. Okay. That's so, chaotic good. So a true good, or a neutral good would be what Superman. Yeah, pretty much.
1: And then lawful,
0: maybe more not lawful but yeah. But then much. the lawful good would be well true good I guess is like Spider Man.
1: Law well lawful good is yeah, so like, probably
0: a pretty good new
1: Technically character. all superheroes are are chaotic good because superheroes are illegal in most yeah, comics anyway. I mean
0: well that's why Spider Man I say I keep bringing up Spider Man because he usually works with the police, you know, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: so your lawful good is always gonna be in, in comic books at least always gonna be the police, the the okay. government officials, stuff like that.
0: But, oh, Punisher's a great example. He's of a chaotic. chaotic
1: good. Depending on the incarnation, but yeah, he's chaotic. Chaotic good, yeah.
0: okay. And then your chaotic neutral would kind of be your... Just
1: anyone, just anything. Joker's chaotic evil, just, oh, yeah, just yeah. right off the bat. He's chaotic evil. But a You're chaotic good... Evil, I
0: would say maybe like a Darth Vader, almost?
1: Lawful, yeah. Yeah, pretty. I think that's always what I've heard, and actually. New,
0: and then evil neutral, again, you don't really see too often.
1: That's... It's... Yeah, I can't name a character, but yeah, they are there. They do exist, so... A, the neutrals are the ones where it's hard to yeah. define because everyone wants a definitive thing. So
0: where would you put Brian?
1: Brian, he starts off well, the he movie. He definitely
0: changes over the movies.
1: So we're talking sp- specifically the first one. He starts off as chaotic good because he's a straight racer or lawful good. He My thing is that he starts off straight racing, but he's undercover. So it yeah, justifies so, I think he so goes maybe from
0: lawful good to chaotic good over the movies over
1: over yeah and, and then, then for a
0: second he goes lawful evil to a point when he's like trying to break like
1: and then oh Nightcrawler he's a good example of kind of chaotic evil kind of just a true true no, evil actually like no
0: neutral for most of the movie
1: Nightcrawler? yeah he starts off as a sociopath who's robbing a junkyard he that's his that's no, his first like, scene and no, then he no, demands no, like, a job not like
0: killing him. Not, well not until later. Yeah. Later in the movie yeah he does, but Well,
1: more sabotage but ends up with the death anyway.
0: Yeah, and that he just films and that's what makes him a chaotic neutral to me is because he never really had any end goal.
1: So yeah, yeah, that's true. And then so Drive. He starts off the movie as a getaway driver who from the from the beginning of a uh, from the beginning of whenever you're shown these characters, you're you're automatically supposed to dislike the criminal. He starts off as a criminal, which puts him at some sort of evil, chaotic, lawful, you know, yeah. usually chaotic, evil, away drivers. Yeah. Um, but I would maybe a neutral evil, but that's who you're supposed to view him as an evil character. Right. The second scene shows that he is, he only knows the stuff. Well, he is also a really good mechanic and a driver. Yeah. Which puts him a little bit up because those, in one, those. Jobs are viewed as a more lawful thing to do. So right. if anything, that would put him neutral or that put him chaotic neutral or true neutral. Or neutral evil or true neutral. So that kind of brings his it up a little bit and then when you go even further towards the end of the movie where he's trying to help people, you realize that all the stuff he's doing, it started off just for money, but it's ends to where his end result is always to help someone. Yeah. So he ends chaotic good. Now, okay. Brian, in my opinion, because honestly, I don't like that character, because he always hate. No, hates no, no, his, hold on,
0: hold on. In Fast and Furious 1 and 2, for sure. Well, 1, 2, and 4, for sure. He always just gets... But he, after, but from 4, 5, 6, and 7, no, his character changes to where he's very loyal to his family. Yeah,
1: he's definitively loyal, but in those first few movies, I'm just wondering how anyone trusts him, more More, no, more talk, so the cops. Dress they
0: trust that. Yeah, but he addressed also, it he addressed it with so breaking nose. Head. Yeah. They're always holding it over his head like no, they're holding something over his head. So like in the first one they're holding over his head like, well, just being a cop. In the second one it was like, We know what you did last time, so you need to do this in order to get pardoned. That's usually what it so is. So
1: he's chaotic neutral. Just that's where he ends. Chaotic neutral. Because nah, he's yeah. done bad things oh, wait, to just the justify them with good things. In the first one? In the first one he his bad thing. In the first one definitely chaotic neutral, yeah. Yeah. And then as it goes on, I would say he, he kind of stays more, there no, because he everything again. he does, every, robbing... The, drug dealers. Robbing, yeah, is robbing drug dealers. So those drug dealers are, again, they're portrayed but as bad people. on
0: this list, it's always two wrongs do make a right.
1: Yeah, that's, so,
0: that's why I put him neutral, is that, like, he's not... I think the whole part about Fast and Furious is, like, since it's about family. That he takes care of his family, and so that's all that really matters in the end. And what is by the, the rules of their movie?
1: And and drive. What is the undertelling under under undertelling? Un, what is the story? The underlying the, yeah, underlying theme. The underlying thing is that he stays loyal.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: loyalty is always to the person his his neighbors I thought, I or or that the it, his. Grand I thought that it
0: was that he takes care of the people who he who he thinks he needs to take care of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah,
1: but still, it's that's loyalty. Ultimately, that's loyalty. Or,
0: or another one that I thought was maybe that he. Yeah, another another theme that I thought was maybe this is one of those. He's a bad. He does bad things, but he's not a bad person. Yeah. So.
1: Another thing is that the anti-hero, anti-villain spectrum very difficult to tell, but. One of my best ways to describe an anti-villain is Dr. Doofenshmirtz. He does he a does, lot. Of, he wants to be bad. But he only does good things. Yeah. Or, or things that end up with nothing happening. So or basically he never really... Bad, yeah. Probably,
0: yeah. He's a bad person who does good compared to a good person who does bad.
1: Anti-hero, that's Rorschach. He
0: Well, not consistent. really. Not anymore. Not, not after the, the um, recon. Right. basically in the new Watchmen they retconned him to where he was like super racist and super he was a right wing extremist who started a racist group in his name the Seventh Calvary they're yeah. alright
1: um, so, yeah, no, so like, maybe not him anymore maybe yeah, he's, not anymore okay. but no you're right but, I mean. but Zack Snyder's version apparently yeah. Was, yeah he's so that is so in the beginning uh, Brian is an anti-hero he's a hero you shouldn't like because but you do uh, in a in because it's Paul Walker. Paul Walker's great, and he's very. I wouldn't say he's charismatic, but he's, he's very good. charming.
0: It's Paul Walker. Paul okay, Walker.
1: but you're talking Ryan Gosling as the other one. Ryan Gosling's not charming. I, Have you seen any of his mu- yes. movies? Yes, yes, he's very. He says charming. like three words per movie. What are you talking about? That's the thing is that. So first of all, if you read the description of uh of the character in the script, they describe him as feline good looks. I was like, they just nailed oh, the casting yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah, that was great casting. But um, he is a, it's. I would say yeah, he's 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 he was written as a character who can.
0: Actually, you know what? Know who the true uh, hero of Drive was with the uh, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the real hero. In like this movie.
1: Brian Cranston was way more charismatic than. Uh, drive,
0: driver. Ron Perlman. Well, I mean, if you're talking about loud being charismatic, Ron no. Perlman's up there too. Loud's not
1: charismatic to me. Loud making a character likable through whatever he says. Oh, likable.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah if Brian you can, Cranston.
1: if you can get your character to be someone, so likable is also standard. Very difficult... uh, difficult standard term. was likable. Yeah, I like
0: standard.
1: Likable is also a very difficult thing to understand for a lot of writers. Is that. One person said, likable is a person you'd like to hang out with. Ultimately, that's it. Like
0: I don't want to hang out with Driver.
1: Do you want to hang out with Batman? No. He's not a likable character. Now, however, Bruce Wayne might be a likable character. Really? No. Okay. Because he's way different than Batman.
0: Okay. Okay. So I feel like we... Should we go into Quick Hits and just talk about it? Because I think this is a good topic for Quick Hits. Name five superheroes that you'd actually like to hang out with. Actually, no, no, no. So, the thing about Drive to me is that I think a lot of these car-driving movies are do ultimately fall on similar characters because you have similar archetypes. It takes a very specific person who wants to drive a car for a living, yeah. and I feel like you're either making a racer or a getaway driver in those movies.
1: That's incredibly true, yes. <laughs> yeah, because... Or or stuntman, Drive. Um, getaway
0: driver, that's where I was yeah. going with it. But um, So...
1: Yeah, you're right, and I will say, and there's certain things that
0: because Baby Driver and Drive also have some very similar ideas. Like
1: action movies in general have very similar well, yeah, characters because it takes a, you're right, it does take a certain person to do these things. And
0: Transport is another good one yeah. too. Transporter, he's he's kind of in between Baby Driver and Drive, their characters.
1: And he's another kind of quiet, charismatic guy.
0: Yeah, That's he's cool. quiet, and that you know that that movie actually crosses over a Collateral. I did not. Yeah. I'll show you that later too.
1: But yeah, so more of the story is that basically you're right, but I would still say when you build similar characters, those similar characters also have very similar back backstories. Yeah. And sometimes those backstories being completely opposite is what makes it similar. Sometimes when a character is. I feel born like you keep from, saying
0: similar and parallel is the best way to say it. I think... You know what I mean? I think like, parallel is a better way to say like opposite. Because if yeah. you think about two train tracks, they're not the same. They're really not even similar sometimes. But it's just... Or two roads, not two train tracks. But, but like two need, roads. It's like a highway and a country road. They're not really that similar, but they're both going the same way. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. So, parallel. So, there are a lot of character parallel... Well, mainly just the main character parallel yeah. and drive. Yes, that does make sense. I was just... I uh, Yeah, I'm try, I was trying to say that... Um, when you have a character in your story, you can do the same thing differently. Like you, okay. You can because again, you he they're both similar in their goals and their wants and stuff, but they but have just very how they different, get them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very different ways to get them. Very different ways to pursue them too. Yeah. And one guy needs money, so he goes route So he goes and becomes a getaway driver, basically an Uber driver for criminals. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. The other guy is yeah a, that'd be
0: nuts. I'd actually watch that movie, an Uber uh, driver for criminals.
1: So a movie just came out and it was a Uber driver for a detective who's off duty. No I, yeah. no, I don't mean
0: Stuber. No, I don't mean the movie. I mean like, I mean like the whole great. plot line is he's an Uber driver, but like you're calling him on like a, a different phone number. That yeah, like,
1: would very much fit into the John Wick universe. Yeah, it, yeah, it like yeah. he was yeah, like in that universe awesome. you just have a hitman phone number to call. Yeah, right. I think that's the point, but I'm not necessarily sure.
0: Yeah, I like how the first one had like set up like with no world building, then the second one was like, "Guess what? World building," and then the third one was like, "We're gonna make a fourth one." So chill.
1: It's that one I thought was incredibly interesting because first of all, the director and writer have. John Wick Two is my favorite one, but I
0: think John Wick One is the best.
1: He he said that he didn't plan. He planned to end after three chapters.
0: See, I always heard that he planned on finishing it whenever he was done making it.
1: I've heard that too, but I heard that he was Actually, I think that was after break.
0: Keanu like really got into it cuz I think the first one, like Keanu when he when they saw how good it was, he was only planning on doing one and then Keanu kills that whole movie, it's great. And then in the second one, that's when he was like, "Oh, we're just going to keep this going until people stop seeing it."
1: Like, one thing I think is very interesting is 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 the tropes concept because a lot of people rely on tropes to make their work Go into a certain direction. Yeah. Some people rely on subverting tropes to do it. Like, I was watching a video on Game of Thrones. Now, I'm not big in fantasy, and you know that, but um, Game of Thrones, they have the. He said that threes always make things better. It was less from the screenplay, he did it. He said, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's threes great. always make things better. He said he was talking in reference to a battle, and I haven't seen it because I don't watch Game of Thrones, but he said he shoots the arrow once and he misses. Shoots the arrow twice, he missed the kid. Shoots the arrow three times, he misses the kid. Right when the kid reaches his destination, and shoots the arrow again. Right when you're least suspecting it, kid dies. Hmm. It's like so he said you're subverting the expectation that the that you set up the entire series. The expectation is that you hit them on the third one or you don't hit them at all. And the mm, so you okay. make the so almost you hit them even harder. That's a wrestling thing too. Yeah,
0: where it's like, oh, you thought this was gonna work, but this didn't work. But the problem is a lot of people. It's called they're called swerves. Oh, we're going to swerve the audience. And it's like, but a lot of times they don't do it for a reason. And that's the problem.
1: Yeah. And this is, that is what I thought was very interesting is that you like, you can, you can use tropes and, 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 um, uh, cliches and stuff. You actually try to avoid cliches because cliches in general, it's like waking up a small dream. It's cliche and everyone hates it. Even (laughs) though, how many movies can you name who've done that? Sucker Punch? That's it? Yeah. How many... Can you name any other stories who've done it?
0: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind if you really want to stretch Uh for the dream. Oh, Total Recall.
1: Okay, so I'll give you Total Recall. Because that one kind of is two cliches. It's all the dream and it's all all the... I feel like that
0: cliche comes more from writing, though.
1: Yeah, so they say generally you don't want to do that. You want to avoid it. But it's just, in my opinion, if it works for your story, it works. And a and, Nelly never...
0: song. A Nelly song, I'm not going to lie. Just a Dream by Nelly. Oh, I, agree. I was thinking about you, thinking about us, thinking about we and what we're going to be. Open my eyes. And it was always just a dream. Yeah, no. But no, okay. it's it's Sucker Punch, Nelly, <laughs> and Total Recall. And that's
1: out of, like, <laughs> hundreds of years of stories, and you can only name three?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, three that, like, um, like I said, I'm sure in writing, like, in books and literature it's a lot different, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what, so... So, so, yeah, and I know that some people just if you if you say it's just a dream, it's all a simulation. It's anything like okay, that. Okay, I feel like that's the new it's thing now, all, where
0: it's it was all we're all in a simulation. I feel like that's the new. It was just a dream.
1: Yeah, and that is that is what you want to avoid. You want to avoid outright saying it or outright showing it to people because people get very mad about that. Like uh, purgatory, purgatory is another thing. Oh, we We're all in purgatory the entire time. If I ever
0: oh ultimate timeline. I mean yeah, we're, we're comic book fans. But, we're yeah, comic book fans ninety percent uh, of the shit that X-Men happens is too. alternate timeline.
1: X-Men is very they use it. I wanted to reason.
0: put my Xbox after I played Injustice Two and they're like we have to get the Superman oh, from the yeah. other universe. I was like what You
1: could have just made evil Superman. <laughs> you could have just made had... evil
0: Superman and it would have been so much more interesting. Yeah,
1: instead Superman was from another galaxy where he was a dictator or something. He just got stupid and no one no one liked it. Like, maybe people like that, I don't know. but I didn't like it. Um, that is what you want to avoid, however, things like you, like, uh, like shoot. basically just know what you're in. Like, you can subvert tropes, but you can almost never subvert a cliche, yeah, that's true. And cliches are very, very difficult because I feel like
0: tropes are things that happen in every genre. Every genre has its own tropes. Like, like if you read TV tropes, there's something where it's like a common thread where we don't even see it anymore.
1: Like this, like fantasy has a search for the big thing that saves everything. Yeah. The reluctant hero. Yeah, really exactly.
0: And that's across cultures too.
1: And some and the way to subvert some of that stuff, in my opinion, like the reluctant. One Punch hero, Man is great at that. The reluctant hero is that he stays. He doesn't. He stays continually reluctant the entire time like, like, like no I change. really never want to do this yeah he doesn't change he never I'd much he, rather
0: be back at home in the crib right now
1: yeah and that is and it's not like in because um, avatar is also very good when you look at fantasy shows it subverts a lot of things but it does it in like a very much you want to follow like it works avatar, because he's, he's reluctant when he starts but that's because it's a like, very
0: real feeling feeling because it's like no, these are just a bunch of kids who don't really know what they're doing, but they were kind of forced to grow up really fast, and they all just kind of have to do this.
1: Even the even the main villain is the same thing. Yeah. Who and turns out to like,
0: be... Like, yeah. Uncle Ira is the only, like, legitimate adult in that entire group, and he doesn't even really join the team until, like, season three. And even then, what he does join the team is pretty much just for advice. It's and he dies, like, a season he, later. Like, he's... And I'm not saying that it's bad. That right, it what are the 20s? ages actually? Because it's probably late teens, yeah. early twenties, right?
1: Yeah, I would say. Because Avatar, because Sokka, teens. Sokka,
0: and Katara, when they first show up, they feel like they're probably about 15, 16 years old.
1: I think it definitely ends in their twenties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't think it. I don't. And think I think the Legend started. of
0: the Legend of Korra is definitely twenties.
1: Late twenties, I think. No, I don't think late twenties. I heard well, mid twenties starting for sure. I just think it's weird that there's a huge boom in technology that. And then that only took like a couple, what was it? it? depends on when the timeline is set, but it only no, took it's a couple 40, it, I thought it was
0: 20 years after the original.
1: 20 years? And that would mean that Cora um, is.
0: In her 20s. Because she was born like right at the end of um, Avatar.
1: Shoot, you're right, yeah.
0: No, I think it's 25 years actually. I think it's 25 years. Which, yeah. So yeah, it makes okay. sense that she'd be 22, 23. Yeah. Because okay. Aang, Aang and Kintara get married at the end of uh, Avatar. Well, I think it's shortly after.
1: That is... Yeah, that's another thing. And
0: Sokka's girlfriend is the moon.
1: Yeah, that's a depressing episode.
0: I thought somebody said... Somebody told me that Zuko and Toph got together, but I don't see that being true at all. Me neither. That'd be hilarious. That's lava-bending, I guess. Yeah, um, it is.
1: It's very... Yeah, there's a lot of really good aspects to that show that people even use it as a writing class. People always people always use that and, and it's a good way to teach how to write you, how to write good fantasy yeah. and you need and I haven't been able to watch it I haven't been able to finish it like ever because where can I find it short of buying it i
0: Nickelodeon I'll just buy it at this point
1: I found it I'm about to buy the last go, season
0: of uh, Lucha Underground it's like
1: I mean if you go to I think it's in Canada they have it on Netflix so find a way to get to Canada and buy Netflix there
0: that's true
1: so I can, do, I can do that. So. Find a
0: way to get to Canada. <laughs> <That> drive. <laughs> <Like>.
1: <laughs> also found Fresh prints on there. So. In Canadian? Uh, is it yeah. on
0: Hulu here or something like
1: that? I don't think so. I, thought I, was I, like on Hulu. I don't know, but yeah. So that that is a really good thing to do. Um, I, I shoot. What was the, what was the moral of this?
0: No, th- we, sorry. Yeah, listen, that's the beauty of this podcast, man, because me and Richie had this conversation yesterday where we just, like, went on and we were like... Anyway, uh, but no, That and here's the thing, man. Um, I think this was a great first episode. Do you have anything else you want to hit on? No. All right. Um, let's see. We will be back next week. I'm actually going to get this loaded up, and uh, I'll, I'll have this ready to go next week. So next week we can... Um, you know we'll have episode two of the Blurred Lines podcast. I'm Brave from the grown-up kid. I'm I'm
1: Legend of the younger kid. The younger <laughs> kid.
0: And uh, hey, thank you for listening.